Good morning, Contrarians! Monday morning, February 5th, 6.30 a.m. So we had Jerome Powell on 60 Minutes last night, an interview on the CBS program, uh, and the Fed chair repeated his hawkish, hawkish-ish stance. It's actually pretty hawkish that uh, from, from the meeting last week. And he said, among other things, that rate cuts will be slow in coming. I guess he was a little more hawkish than he was last week. And uh, the reaction has been felt in the bond market and in Fed fund futures. We'll talk about that in a bit. But then we also had China, some noise there. Regulators addressing the country's stock market saying um, when they would, would try to basically restore confidence, but they didn't say what they would do. And the Chinese stock markets dropped to new lows last week. However, this latest um, this latest news from the regulators appears to have stopped the bleeding a little bit. As we look at our board of indicators this morning, I mentioned it is 6.30. Things are looking a bit skittish as a result. We have stock index futures pointing to a lower open led by small caps. Not a good sign. The Russell 2000 is down eight-tenths of 1%. S&P and NASDAQ are down just two-tenths of 1% each. Commodities also selling off a bit. WTI crude oil is down six-tenths of 1% to trade below $72 a barrel again. That is a big drop. Not overnight, but over the last four days. Uh, on Friday, it wasn't above 76 Anyway, uh, volatile oil markets there. And then copper is down a half of 1%. Bonds also selling off again. The two-year yield this morning is up seven basis points to 4.44%. And the 10-year is up six basis points to 4.09%. Keeping in mind that yields move inversely to prices. It was just a couple of days ago. The 10-year was in the 3.8 something range, upper 3.8s. But below 3.9, it is now 4.09. So a big move back up there in uh, the 10-year and indicating here that a bit of a loss in confidence, probably about rate cuts among investors. So it's a big week here. We have a bunch of Fed speakers. Actually, every day this week is going to be a Fed speaker of some kind. And this, this makes sense seeing how the blackout period that the Fed institutes around its meeting is officially over. And we have today Rafael Bostich, Atlanta Fed president. He is providing uh, welcome remarks at some Fed conference, the title of which is, and I quote, uneven outcomes in the labor market. The Fed likes to address these, these things, but probably he will say some stuff about monetary policy. That will be at, at 2 p.m. And apparently broadcast live on the Atlanta Fed's website. It will probably be released before that, and so you can expect markets to move before that, that if they move. Bossage is a full FOMC voting member this year, so worth paying attention. And then it's a big uh, day for earnings, a big week for earnings. We are due to hear from McDonald's, MCD, Estee Lauder, EL, Caterpillar, CAT, and Tyson Foods, TSN, I just want to see if any of them reported. I think Caterpillar was due to report at 6.30. Indeed, they reported mixed uh, results. Did they say anything about the 
outlook. No. So for now, nothing on the outlook there. Mixed results. It looks like it's moving a bit higher. And uh, we also had lows. What did they say? Uh, who cares? Anyway, that's that's what we where we are in the earnings. Then this afternoon, there's some more of them. And the highlight is probably Palantir, PLTR. Uh, we also get NXP Semiconductors, NXPI, Simon Property Group, one of the biggest REITs in the world, SPG, so that you imagine will be closely watched. And then Chegg, CHGG, among others. That leaves us with the bottom line. Uh, throwback here to when I used to introduce the bottom line segment with that kind of yelling. And then a listener suggested that I try some musical interlude instead, which I then did. Uh, it's been out these last couple of days because the little device that I have is um, to play the music is out of commission, blah, blah. I'll fix it by tomorrow. But anyway, it seems there are a few things weighing on markets this morning. We have China, more bad news there. Now, China has been slowly unraveling for some time, so that's a known event. But the question is how bad things get, and then who in the West is going to be left holding the bag. And obviously, a lot of consumer companies in the West do a ton of business in China, and uh, they have so far not really been affected. I guess there is still a growing middle class in China that are buying things like Starbucks and Adidas and Nike and, and all these other things. So, but that's, yeah, so that's a slow moving wreck and, and, uh, we'll just see. I, I mean, maybe you can't really make the argument that's a, that's a buying opportunity. You can, but good luck with that. And then the bond market, meanwhile, appears to be getting wise to Powell's rhetoric here that the Fed is not going to be cutting rates anytime soon. They will eventually. He said that, but that's not what the market was pricing in last week. And you can see the move in the bonds as a result. And then the Fed fund futures also uh, mirroring this. You have basically a Fed, a March cut, rate cut is off the table at this point. And Powell basically said as much in his interview last night. And indeed, Fed fund futures are pointing to just a 15% chance, one five, of this happening. You'd figure the data would have to be very, very bad indeed. And maybe also uh, accompanied by a crash in some of the markets, maybe even in China. Although I don't think the Fed cares about China anymore. They did 10 years ago. If you'll recall, they even postponed their, what was it, their rate hikes. Yeah, their, their um, initial rate hikes back in 2015 they postponed those because of trouble in China. Well, those days are over. But we are still, May is still looking kind of promising for a rate cut. 55% chance now being priced in according to Fed Fund Futures. Uh, it is a big week for earnings. And the baton is being passed from tech. We had, what, five of the Magnificent Six report last week. They're done. And moving now more towards consumer staples names. Estee Lauder being one, I guess it's a staple. This is a company that I added to, that I actually, it's a new position. I bought it uh, a little while ago and was adding to it after it dropped precipitously. It's up in the pre-market, but they haven't reported yet. I wonder if that leaked out somehow. 
It's up not that much. Anyway, that's a state lauder, but there's others as well that we'll be reporting. Uh, the Wall Street Journal this morning informs us that big tech stocks, and I quote, have little room for error. You kind of have to laugh at these things because it's not like big tech or really anybody has room for error during other times. It's one of these silly headlines that, if anything, is a buying indicator. Uh, yeah, little room for error. I, I guess they're saying that you know they, they need to really produce results that not only beat estimates, but then they have to have an outlook that's positive. And we saw that with the big tech earnings last week, how they all beat estimates, but we're still sold. We're still uh, some of them still sold off because of their outlook. So, but that's never. That's always. That's always the case with tech. It's always more about the, the outlook than the more, more recent results. So, anyway, whatever. It's probably just them. They need to fill space. So, but I raised. I, I raised that just because. Well, because you probably shouldn't pay too much attention to it. If anything, it's a buying indicator. Having said that, I'm not sure where your opportunity is to buy here, as these. Uh, the, the exciting tech stocks, at least, your NVIDIAs keep moving higher. And then Meta, we talked about that on Friday, how they've come back from the dead. Anyway, I've gone on too long, so I'm going to shut up and leave it there. We'll be back here again tomorrow morning. Speak then. Bye.